you know, if it's not right for you and you can be incredibly successful in corporate and you can take an element of entrepreneurial thinking into corporate nowadays and you can make it achieve well for you and you can earn well and you can rise up the corporate ladder and you can get those bonuses and, and that is a success for those people that it suits their personality. So, so it's fine. If, if right. the, the self-employment game is not for you, that's cool. You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey, welcome back to The Truth About Marketing. It's Kevin Rogers here with another great episode where we get to go deep with the actual business owners who uh, are in the trenches every day making it happen, the real world stuff. What are they doing in their businesses that make the difference, bring in the money, please their customers, and grow in all the right ways? My guest today is Nikki Roche. I want to say that right. Nikki Roche. <laughs> and I was on uh, honored to be a guest on Nikki's podcast called Small Business Drivers recently, and we just had a fabulous time talking, and I'm excited to bring her uh, on today to meet you guys, uh, because I tell you what, she's not only a wonderful person, but her background is really kind of mind-blowing. I was just mentioning to Nikki that you know, she has so many degrees. She has holding. She has degrees in chemistry, genetics, microbiology, uh, honors in industrial microbiology, in immune immunology. That's correct. So you know, heady stuff. Yet you're so you know fun to talk to. Uh, you don't come off like an academic. You're wonderfully smart. But now you're you know you're helping business owners and small business owners you know, do the stuff that's really going to help get them from point A to point B. Uh, some of the mindset stuff and some of the more technical stuff. So I'm really fat. I mean, I'm sure we could do, you know, a series here and, and try to uncover all that you do and teach. But uh, Nikki, I'm thrilled to spend this time with you. Thanks for being on. I'm very excited to be here. And thank you for inviting me to be here today. It'll be great. And uh, I'm, I'm just interested in, you know, how you ended up in college with all these degrees like were you what were you thinking life would be like when you entered college do you know kevin i think i was born in a different era where if you did well at school and you were going to be responsible and you were going to live the life that your parents thought was the right one for you then college or university was the absolute next step. You didn't mm -hmm. question it. It's a very different world that we born into nowadays or our children are born into. I mean, they, they are taught to question. They have a um, much shorter delivery time. They don't see things in terms of tens of years and decades. And for me, college was just a natural next step. I was an academic at school. I never questioned it. I was born into a professional family. I wasn't born into an entrepreneurial family. And I just went straight into something that I did well at school. And I went and carried on, studied the sciences. And I absolutely loved it. It was an amazingly vibrant, energetic time of my life. But 
the reality of working in academics versus studying it mm. is completely different. And, you know, we weren't taught to try and fit your personality and fit your, um, your reason why or understand what it is that you wanted to do on this planet and what contribution you wanted to make. We weren't taught to think like that. We yeah. were taught to think in terms of get a good job and work in it for, you know, 10 years and anything less than that was not good on a CV. And mm. um, so that's kind of what I did. And um, not staying it, staying in that field kind of broke the mold for my family. And um, I think I'm all the, the better off for it because I certainly live a life that is more personally fulfilling because it's more on, on track with who I am. Yeah. And you grew up in South Africa? I am South African, as you can hear from my mm -hmm. accent. And yes, I grew up in South Africa, did um, my university education in South Africa, spent the first 10 years um, in corporate uh, in South Africa. Um, and I left oh, probably in my early 30s. So very much as an adult. Mm. And where do you live now? I am now on the east coast of Australia. It is a beautiful part of the world. Been here seven years, um, spent nine years in a little island in the Caribbean before that. So certainly had a range of life experience, which, um, which is true for anybody that gets to this point in the journey where you consolidate your life lessons and your business lessons and you, you try and figure out where it is that you can add the value back. Mm -hmm. I love it. And so when you help small business owners now, um, is it oftentimes the things they're struggling with, is it as much about vision as it is about ability? I mean, you sometimes feel like, gosh, if, if you could just see what <laughs> what I know is around the corner for you, you wouldn't be so stressed out about this kind of a thing. You know what? It's many things. I think one of the big things that I try and get small business owners to do is to understand the big picture first, mm -hmm. because often people focus on the the spreadsheet. How much money do I need to earn? Um, what is it that I need to deliver for my family? And that's not a bad thing. And I'm not saying that you need to completely put that aside. But if you understand what drives you and you understand your reason why, then you can actually deliver the picture actually arrives on its own and you can endure all the obstacles and the hardships that come along with being on this this journey of entrepreneurship because it's not an easy journey. So um, I do a number of things, but I always start with the reason why. I always make people understand what contribution they are trying to make and what they would like to see as fulfilling for their lives because your personal vision is as much a driving influence and a factor as your business vision and your business vision actually mm. is an extension of your personal vision and um, I think once you've got that pinned down you can then look at the buckets of opportunity that will deliver against that personal vision, which is more the, the so it's not now a contribution centric idea, it would more be more of a business centric, what, where is the opportunity? And then you align your, your company's vision with your personal vision and build a plan out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great, great point. And you know, you talked about how different life is today. And I think it's also different, obviously, for, uh, you know, adults uh, in, 
that so much has changed. Like I look at my kids, my kids are nine and 12, right? So they're coming into a world where there's just always been internet. There's always been Wi-Fi, and that's just the the world they're in. And for people my age, this all came about, you know, about halfway through or more than halfway through the journey. And it's like, whoa. But now I, I walk around and everybody's just staring into their palm with that little light <laughs> beaming yeah. back at them. And they're just having some conversation or awaiting instruction. It's just, it's a bizarre thing, right? And so as sort of a, as a, what you know about science and, and how science works, uh, this is maybe an out of left field question for you, but. Um, Let's see if I can answer yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> this will be interesting. How ill-equipped or like how unevolved are our brains for what's happening to them? The amount of information that we're shoving into our faces at any given time of the day. Do you feel like we're at a, at a weird point in evolution where we're just not yet evolved into how to receive all this information and what to do with it? Do you know what? I think the brain is an extraordinary tool. And I know that we are now bombarded with millions and millions of messages every day that we need to try and sort into little buckets of, of um, content. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we are definitely intellectually evolved enough. I just don't know if we are socially evolved enough or if mm -hmm. we are um, capable in that context of um, being the being the social beings that we are. So for me, I think there's a great benefit to this world that we live in, but I think there's a downside to it too. And the downside we know, the downside is the lack of personal contact um, and the fact that there's an impatience, I suppose, in our youth or a lack of staying power, a lack of ability to um, be persistent. You know, the characteristics of my generation and the generations before me were um, much more persistent. You know, we, we had fewer choices with games and fewer choices with the things that we could interact with in our growing years. And that meant that we persisted with the ones that we had and we made them work. Whereas this next generation doesn't, they tend to, Oh, I don't want to do that. Let's try this. Oh, I don't want to do that. Let's yeah. try this, which is, which is not the good part of this new world that we live in. But I think it's changed the way opportunity presents itself because mm -hmm. The old entrepreneurial game was think of a good idea, write a big, long strategy that, you know, expounds the virtues of this amazing idea and why everybody is going to love it. You know, go out and find some revenue to support it, whether somebody wants to invest in it or whatever it might be, and then execute the plan. So it was kind of, you know, if if I build it, they will come. That old right, that right. old um, field of dreams yeah. saying that is that is around nowadays. But the new entrepreneurial game is very different because the opportunity to get into the market is now that barrier to entry is reduced, and we find that the little guy, he can be um, brand new starting out or he can be a solopreneur. He can have the same voice that the big guy who's mm -hmm. been in business a long time has got. And in actual fact, he can be more flexible right. than the big guy because he can make instant decisions. So right. he's got a he's got a kind of a competitive advantage. But, um, you know, it's, it's changed the entrepreneurial game. You now need to be um, more spontaneous. You now need to um, go out 
and not just decide what it is that you are going to do. You need to find out what it is that people want. Yes. You need to, you know, and Robert Curry wrote the book, Feed a Starving Crowd. You need to find your starving crowd. What is it that they want? What are they looking for? And then you need to go out and put together a, the smallest possible version of that, what we call now the minimal viable product. And right. we need to instantly get it out there and test it and see if the consumer likes it. It's not about what I want, you know, anymore. Um, it's not about build it and they'll come. It's about what do they want and let me find the thing that it is that solves your problem and give it to you and constantly test and bring it back, change it, test it, change it until it's a constant process of evolution um, that I don't think was available to the generation prior to us. So, right. um, yeah, it's kind of a long-winded answer to your, to your question. Good, but I, yeah. yeah, I like the way it circled back though because it brings up a great point that it, it is. It, it's just one of those things where, as a society, I'm I'm a little concerned for us. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. we could talk all day about good versus evil uses of, sure. of modern technology, but I think it's amazing what. You, look, we're having this conversation right now. You're in Australia. I'm here in in Florida, and you know, it's a beautiful yeah. thing for us to be able to experience each other like this. Over twenty years ago, we couldn't have done it. We yeah. couldn't have done it. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, but, but what you said about testing is so true. And the fact that you can, I call it the dialogue, right? All, everything comes from the dialogue. All you need to do to vet an idea, uh, like you say, all that matters is do the people want it? Is this solving a problem for them? You engage in dialogue and there's so many groups, specialty groups you can join and be a part of in forums where you can have this dialogue with people and help them add value for them and then decide what would they want from you? What what are they naturally asking you for as the next step? And then, you know, you create that. And as, you know, they say in business, it's, it's, it's kind of money in the bank. <laughs> for sure. And, you know, Kevin, there, there are so many ways that somebody with an idea can test that idea without spending a fortune and, you know, you've mentioned uh, becoming part of a forum and interacting, adding value, and then asking them what they think. That's one way. Or go and find out who your key target market is and go and interview a couple of them. Go and speak to them and find out what their problems are before you offer them the solution. So find out what their problems are and then say to them, well, if I gave you this solution, would that solve your problem? And let them tell you. Then sit back and listen. You, mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't cost any money to do that. You can... You can put up a landing page. They're inexpensive. Go and put up a landing page. It takes you a day to do it and mm -hmm. um, present your concept and put it out in front of your target audience and find out whether they would be even interested. Say, I'm launching this in three months' time. If you want the introductory launch offer at 50% discount, you know, put your name down and I will let you know as soon as it launched. And before you put that landing page out there, decide what it is that your vision of success would be. Is it a thousand emails? Is it 10,000? Is it 500? What is your measure of success? And once you've achieved it, go out and produce that product that you've promised them because clearly then there's the demand. Right. You know, and if, and if nobody's answered and nobody's said, given you their email, then clearly nobody wants your concept and move on to the next one and figure up a new idea. And you've spent nothing, literally. Right. 50 bucks or whatever it might be to test that concept, yeah, you know, amazing. rather than, yeah, rather than six months and all the money 
to produce the idea or put it out there and nobody wants it. It just doesn't make sense, yeah. you know? So it's inexpensive. Yeah, and back in the day, you know, just what, 30 years ago, uh, 20 years ago, it would be mail. You'd have to mail people and, you know, have them send back coupons and stuff. And it's, it would sure. just take, take weeks to do this. So you, you didn't have the luxury of letting people raise their hands and tell you, yes, we want this. Oh, for sure. And I mean, again, I worked in corporate in the 90s and we were a lot less flexible then. You know, we, A, we were a corporate organization. So the, the layer of decisions was very um, yeah. thick. And, you know, any project took months to just go through the, the, the process of development and approval um, and you contrast that now to to the world that we operate in now where decisions can be instantly changed yeah. and if you're a solopreneur the benefit and I mentioned it a little earlier is that you can make those decisions for yourself you you don't have to have this layer of corporate structure to get approval for what it is that you're doing so right. it gives you an, a competitive advantage yeah huge one absolutely yeah and and you know, genuine, uh, you know, transparency uh, gets f filtered out in all those when you, it's going through legal and it's going through, yep. you know, by the board and all this crap just to get the message out. Forget about For it. Sure. Well, For sure. How much of that kind of decision making in your experience is people protecting their jobs and feeling like they need to speak up and have an opinion compared to how much of it is actually viable to you know, getting stuff done. In corporate, you're talking about? Yeah, in corporate, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I, th I think? Look, and I do think corporate is different to what it was 20 years ago. Yeah. I think the, the layers have definitely flattened um, and there definitely is a move towards um, giving people the, the responsibility that is congruent with their position. So trying not to have that hierarchy of concepts. But I do think in, in corporate, you are a lot less flexible and, and people tend to want to preserve their position. So I, I don't know if there's that um, spontaneity, even now with, with flattened structures that we would like to see. And, um, and that's fine, you know, that's absolutely fine. There's a place for that too. And the corporates of this world have an identity to protect. They have um, a corporate image to protect that we don't. Yeah. Um, so the rules are kind of different and it, it, does suit some people. You know, I don't think that the entrepreneurial game is necessary right no, for everybody. And, and to go back to my initial concept about understanding your reason why, because I think a lot of people think that they should be an entrepreneur in order to be successful because that's the in thing now. Everybody's starting mm -hmm. something on the side. But, mm -hmm. you know, if it's not right for you and you can be incredibly successful in corporate and you can take – an element of entrepreneurial thinking into corporate nowadays and you can make it achieve well for you and you can earn well and you can rise up the corporate ladder and you can get those bonuses and, and that is a success for those people that it suits their personality so so it's fine if, if right. the, the self-employment game is not for you that's cool you know yeah it's, it's, you got to be honest with yourself i agree and it's it's no easy you know trip to the playground either it's uh, no. <laughs> I always tell no, people, you no. know, life's great, except my boss is uh, always <laughs> up my ass, you know, so. <laughs> well, you know what? There's no sick days. You know, you've got you're not feeling yeah, wonderful yeah, today. today. And you're yeah. here. You're here. <laughs> That's all right. I'll take it.
Hey, it's Kev here. We're about to get to the essential question of the show. But first, if you'd like to go deeper into all the marketing strategies that the top pros are using to really move the needle on their sales, then I invite you to come join us on the inside of Copy Chief. Go to copychief.com forward slash join, J-O-I-N. And uh, see a special offer for uh, you to come check it out. And what you'll do in there is you could uh, enjoy one of the trainings. We've got 12 different trainings on how to improve your copy. Uh, We also have uh, an invitation to you to post up your copy and get reviews, friendly, happy, helpful reviews from all the cool copywriting pros hanging out in Copy Chief. So it's a great community. You really love it. Tons of valuable information. We want to help you sell better. Come join us at copychief.com forward slash join. Uh, so, so Nikki Roche, we ask a, um, we have our essential question on this show. And uh, it'll be interesting to hear your answer. I don't know. Are you prepared for this question? Did I do my job in helping you get ready for this question? I hope I am prepared for this question. But if I'm not, you'll get my spontaneous answer, which is probably a more honest one anyway. (laughs) Okay. So, Nikki Roche, what is the one thing you've done in your marketing that has produced the most surprising results? Hmm. That is an interesting question. I think for me... It has been stepping out of my comfort zone um, and it goes to a little bit about what we've speaking about having come from you know 25 years of entrepreneurial and corporate background which means that I'm probably less spontaneous than this generation and it's stepping out there and allowing myself to show my learnings and allowing myself to be a little bit less prepared than I would be. It's about getting a product out there before it's 100% ready because there is never such a thing as being 100% ready mm-hmm. because it would be 100% of what you think, not what your consumer thinks. And I've been doing that a little bit in this this um, last year on this journey that I've taken is trying to be more transparent, show a little bit more of my personality, be a little bit more spontaneous and a little bit less formal. Um, And it's actually been surprising that the results I've achieved because you connect with your audience on a level that you never expected to. And the minute they feel that they relate to your journey, which includes your less favorable moments – which you would normally never expose, they relate to you, they connect with you, and they therefore trust you. And that that development of trust is what allows you to then present your solution to their problem with a belief that you actually can help them on the journey from A to B. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And so um, what do you think is the, you know, what's next for you? Like if you, it sounds like you know, um, you're building a platform where you can really help more business owners. We talked a little bit about sort of going from that one to one to one to many. How yep. you how do you plan to build that out? Do you know what what's next for me? And I think, and I'll answer that question. What's next for me is a constant evolution because hmm. I think that's one thing that I've now understood very clearly is that you never get there because if you've got there 
then your vision for what you're trying to do is not big enough. Um, so you should constantly be resetting the milestones and building the next where to. Um, so for me, it's exactly what I what you've said. I've, I have a podcast that at the moment provides inspiration and support to the small business owner out there. It lets him know that he's not alone in his journey and there are other people that have achieved or um, experienced the same obstacles and still achieved. Um, I still consult, which is more of a um, personal one-on-one experience, but I'm moving that now to an online platform so that I can reach a greater number of people. And through that voice, I'd like to find out what it is that people need more of and then you go back and help them with the development of solving that next problem. So it's going to be an ongoing evolution of talking, getting something out there, finding out if it's working and Mm -hmm. adding to it and building it and making it bigger. And in five years' time, it might look very different to the plan that I have for it right now. But – that's good. That's a measure of success. That's right. Being in the dialogue. That is the key. It, For sure. It, so what, it, do you have one place where you go to, to be in that dialogue? I mean, is that what you're building or is there, is, you know, do you, have you been in Facebook groups? What kind of places? Do you know what? I have um, many places. I'm in Facebook groups, um, quite a few of them. I also belong to a mastermind group. I've also connected with a, a, a group of um, entrepreneurs in Australia um, that's facilitated through um, Jack Delos's um, entourage and it's quite well known in, in Australia and I, I believe it's getting some traction in, in the States as well where he provides a forum for um, entrepreneurs to build and grow and and filled any knowledge gaps um, and my specific knowledge gaps obviously would be some of the technical parts of the the online world um, having you know not grown up with that yeah um, it's a it's a much bigger piece of knowledge than I gave it credit for so I'm humble enough to say put my hand up and say I need some help you yeah. know um, Help me bridge, <laughs> help me bridge that knowledge gap. Well, that's the so, beautiful thing. You just hire that out, right? I mean, you you need to, you need to know enough to make sure it's how it works and that you're getting good work done. But there's so many capable people out there ready to help. It's a beautiful. One hundred, and that again is testament to this digital world we're yes, operating because yes. you don't have to be physically sitting next door to that person. And I'm located in a beautiful part of the world, but it's not a metropolitan area and it doesn't make any difference at all. Right. You know, so. Exactly. Isn't it almost weird to think now that people grew up with their immediate environment and would, you know, choose a mate (laughs) and do all these things. People do, you know, you meet couples all the time and you go, wow, they really found each other. They just couldn't be more blissful, right? But they grew up in the same town together. Like, what are the odds of that, you know? (laughs) I know, for sure. I know. Look, Everything has changed. It's um, it, it's and it's quite scary. And as you said, we could probably make you know ten episodes out of this. But um, it's you know the the way the world has shifted has not only impacted business. It's impacted everything. It's yeah. impacted the way we think. It's impacted relationships. Politics, it's impacted yeah. family mm-hmm. dynamics. Politics. Yes, it's impacted the rate at which our children mature. Yeah. You know, and um, so yes, there's it's again there's the 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 yin and the yang, the good and the bad. Yeah. I think it's 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 for the better. It's it's good stuff. And it's that's, exciting. It's it exciting. is exciting. Yes, I'm Snapchatting now. Who would ever thought that? 
<laughs> I know. I know. It's kind of weird when you first get on there, isn't it? Yeah, have you um, been doing it? I lo- uh, I've know. just started because I recognize that it's part of that being, you know, a little bit more transparent and just mm-hmm. putting it out there and not worrying about if the lighting's right and if I've, you know, brushed my hair this morning and just put it out there. You yeah. know, it's it's hard. Are you are you Nikki Roche? Is that your Yes. You know, I'm gonna yes. Fr- I'm gonna friend you now and you're gonna see how <laughs> I, I have Please a ball. Do. I love it for all the reasons you said. It's like, all right, here it is, you know, and it, it's constantly teaching us how to communicate better, right? You get 10 seconds at a time, and we have to learn to speak short and pack a lot of information. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's really training us to be better better communicators. Even And it the- allows you to fail and fail quickly yeah. and move on. That's right. 24 hours and then it's gone. It's like it never happened. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you can only be embarrassed and they for a day at a time. See, and, when, and it just gets better from there. <laughs> That's great. All right, Nikki, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for being here. And uh, I look forward to doing it again and talking more soon. Magic, it's been great to be on board. Thank you for having me. All right. So everybody go check out um, Small Business Drivers. It's uh, Just go to smallbusinessdrivers.com. That's where you'll find the podcast. You'll learn more about Nikki and all the wonderful things she has planned. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review, leave a big old fat five-star review, and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash TAM, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to... Uh, Learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro. Do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com, and I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.